electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. A major blow to Google and the power of its app store. A federal jury found that Google turned its Play Store and billing service into illegal monopolies. What comes next for Google and Apple? It's Tuesday, December 12th. Welcome to the Tech Check Podcast. I'm Deirdre Bosa. And I'm Mark Gilbert. A major court case win for Epic Games, the maker of Fortnite, which has famously challenged Apple and Google over their app stores basically protesting the 30% cut that the platforms take from the revenue that occurs within apps on their app stores. Epic lost its suit against Apple, but last night, unanimous jury ruling, it won D against Google. Yeah. And for years, the tech giants, they have argued that their app store rules and restrictions, they exist to benefit customers, more security, more ease, less friction. This ruling chips away at that argument that they've been relying on for so long. And it really challenges the idea of Google and Apple as gatekeepers. Now, the immediate implications, they're uncertain. And that's probably why you didn't see Google stock react too much. It was less down than one percentage point today. And the judge in this case, it's going to decide on the appropriate remedies next month. And Google has said that it will appeal. So Mark, this really kind of opens up the likelihood that this is going to take time. Nothing is going to change right away. It's not like um, that revenue model that the App Store and the Google Play Store has is going to change. It's going to go from 30% one day to 10% the next day. It's not going to happen like that. But what we're seeing is sort of these little wins and the idea of Google and Apple as gatekeepers, that eroding a little bit. Yeah. And the analysts seem to think that this is a big deal as well, which sort of is an indication for Wall Street. Here's I'm just going to pick out two of them. Here's Wells Fargo this morning uh, on Epic versus Google. I think this is a huge deal long term, not because of any immediate financial impact or real life change right now, but more about the discussion around Google's terminal multiple on the Play Store business. It would seem that the walls are indeed starting to close in that at that uh, you know, the, the, yeah, exactly. The Wells Fargo analysis was that for every five points of Play Store fee rate decrease. OK, so let's say it's it's 30 percent now and it goes down to 25, right? 25 percent the the mm-hmm. take rate uh, that would result in one point three billion uh, in operating income lost. And that's a nine cent per share impact on uh, on EPS. But the ramifications of this go beyond that, you know, billion dollar hit that it could potentially take. This is the ecosystem. This is how, remember that Google's Android system, it has a duopoly with the Apple iOS system, right? There are so many phones around the world. It's almost the case to stay on an Android, right? Is because it has created this ecosystem. So it's not just the 1.3 billion that it could potentially lose on app store revenue, but it could actually lose Android sales here. And that's what's so important. And that has important implications for Apple as well. That's why they work so hard to protect these walled gardens. That's a great point, right? There's there's two things really at stake. One, it's this high margin 
revenue business that that they're able to capitalize on, which which is seen as a you know a, a huge bull case for both Google and Apple is these app stores where they're able to take very uh, you know uh, high margin basically you know attacks on on all these these apps and all this economic activity that occurs on their phones. But you're right. You're exactly right, which is that the other point is sort of the larger, how do you lock people into uh, your own ecosystem and how do you make your phone more, uh, you know, attractive than, than the competitors? And if it's easier to switch, that's a, that's a has huge implications for um, Google and Apple. And there's also a contagion effect, right? This isn't just about Epic and Fortnite, but as some of the documents and emails that have come out of this trial, which I find far more fascinating than the actual ruling that we get at the end. It shows us that Google was worried about this contagion effect, that if Epic were to find ways around these fees, around the platform, other game developers would leave as well. The, uh, one of the interesting uh, sort of predictions I saw this morning was, is this bullish for meta, right? Because is, is Facebook going to be able to build a whole sort of app ecosystem within WhatsApp, within Facebook Messenger? We talked about this yesterday. You know, is messaging, can mess messaging be sort of an entryway into all these other sort of services and economic activity, shopping, you know, fintech that can happen within within WhatsApp or within Facebook? Mm -hmm. Let me mention another note this morning from Wall Street, uh, from Bernstein. They said that Google Play Store app-related revenues are reported on the Google Other Revenue line. So this is on the balance sheet, um, which will be about $34 billion this year at high margins. $34 billion is not nothing. That no. is a significant chunk of revenue that right now is so easy for Google to bring in. And it helps pay for some of the other projects that they're doing, like the high cost of developing generative AI, right? Exactly. It allows them to put more money in. That is an incredibly fierce competition with the other very well-capitalized tech giants. And, you know, same goes for Apple. The iPhone market is pretty much seen as saturated, right? And where's the investment thesis for Apple? It's on that huge and much faster growing services side. And that's where its app store is able to pull in high margin revenue also. Let me talk about some of the reactions. So Epic CEO, Tim Sweeney, who is not shy about making comments, posted, quote, victory over Google, free Fortnite. Uh, you know, and, and the ruling has sort of become a, a rallying cry for others interested in, in cracking this, this duopoly. Uh, Anil Dash, the CEO of Glitch, writing on threads, quote, the app stores are cracking open. We are about to see the biggest reshuffling of power on the internet in 20 years. Can I just say, I love that you went to threads for some reaction. Yeah. <laughs> when you posted that, I thought, wow, he's, he's really committing to it. I still, I'm committing <laughs> to threads. Um, yeah. I love it. You made me go on and, and take a look around. Uh, I found some others from X formerly known as Twitter. There was the American Economic Liberties Project posted. The ruling's a big deal. A jury was readily able to call a spade a spade. And then someone who I follow closely and have known for years here in Silicon Valley is Luther Lowe. He has just been one of the most vocal critics of big tech and a voice for what he calls the little tech group, the small guys. He was at Yelp before. Yelp has famously battled Google on some of the same stuff, on, on the fees that it takes, on how it's harder for a smaller company like Yelp to um, get customers. They have to rely so much on Google. They got to pay Google in some cases. This year, he joined Y Combinator. Y Combinator, we spoke about this yesterday. Um, it is an incubator, probably the most well-known here in the Valley. So they 
help and invest in companies at the very earliest stages. He is now head of public policy for them based in Washington, D.C. And I spoke to him in his first broadcast interview in this position. He pointed out that the epic ruling came from a jury. We were talking about why this is different than what happened at Apple. And he said that this is important because a jury of ordinary people were able to understand complicated material and make a decision. Um, and what's interesting about this is that the other legal battles that Google's facing, a jury's going to decide that as well. Let's take a listen to what he said. What we're learning is that sort of uh, the emperor has no clothes when you actually get into these documents and uh, the plaintiffs or government are able to unpack the arguments to kind of a reasonable uh, set of humans. And they see how much these large uh, firms have been kind of egregiously putting their thumb on the scale. Putting your thumb on the scale, right? And this is someone who who uh, who's been a longtime critic. And I think you know. I also want to play another soundbite from him because he didn't just preview that this could come into come into play with all these other uh, you know antitrust uh, issues that Google is facing. He also sort of firmly put the uh, put the spotlight on Apple. And so let's take a listen to that. The other interesting thing about both of the Google cases that happened this year is that they inadvertently put a lot of spotlight on Apple's bad behavior. And I think it just I think the walls are sort of closing in on Apple uh, because the you know epic uh, case was all about how uh, you know Google's self-dealing and kind of uh, treatment of developers with regard to the Google Play Store. That complaint has been primarily mounted against Apple. And I just think that if you come up with a solve for Google, it's hard to not then turn to Apple and say, okay, well, well what are you guys going to do? It's an interesting argument, but I might say that there were very different cases and very different ecosystems. Apple's was closed all along. They control the iPhone, whereas Android goes on lots of different phones made by other companies. So they never painted, Apple never painted themselves as an open system, whereas Google did. So they kind of wanted their cake and to eat it too. Um, so Apple, maybe that's the reason, but, but his point that the pressure is going to build on these business models, that's well taken. Yeah, I do think that that is a really fascinating that that, you know, we sort of think of these app stores as the same, but how they positioned themselves and how they sort of presented themselves to the public and to developers might actually mean that one gets to be legal and one is declared illegal, right? Because Apple did did say sort of as a selling point, no, no, no we're going to have these rules, it's going to be a closed system, uh, you're going to have to really jump through a certain number of hoops to uh, you know, list your app on our app store and Google op argued the opposite and has sort of now found itself in a, in a tough position. Luther Lowe put it this way. He says, little tech is on the march. And that's what sort of this epic ruling underlined. It's another win for that camp. The billion dollar companies versus the trillion dollar companies. If you get enough billion dollar companies, enough billion dollar wins together, maybe you start to see some of the cracks. And the ruling, as I said earlier, it's like the least interesting part of all of this. What came out during the ruling was so fascinating to follow. Yeah, I think that that's a really interesting other point, which is that these lawsuits, it's not just about like what the judges decide in terms of damages. It's the months of litigation themselves that end up revealing uh, you know, all this kind of embarrassing commentary from executives within the, co within the companies that then fuels all this future litigation uh, and like consumer behavior. So, you know, throughout the Epic trial, we learned that that Google saw Epic Games as a contagion that could cost it $2 billion in revenue, secret deals between Google and Spotify, 
you know, these 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 sort of sweetheart deals made with Netflix and others, essentially destroying the notion that it that it treats all developers equally. Right, which is going to undermine it in other battles. And they're using other companies can use their own words against them. Apple versus Epic was just as damaging, even though Epic lost that one. Um, it was the example we were talking about yesterday that revealed Apple decided they considered to integrate Android and messaging, to, but they decided against it because they wanted to lock in customers. You know, an Apple exec said, you know, we need parents to buy their kids Apple phones. So we need iMessage is one of our moats, right? And that was used in the case that we were talking about yesterday, the company Beeper that found a workaround to turn Android bubbles blue instead of green. So what this all amounts to is an airing of big tech's dirty laundry. And that can and will be used by regulators, startups, and even big tech rivals going forward, Gilbert. And as we approach sort of the end of the year and we think about what regulation could look like next year, I'm kind of changing my mind on that. We've talked about this before, that the regulators so far, they were supposed to be these bulldogs in the Biden yeah. administration. Tigers, they haven't yeah. got a lot Nothing, done, yeah. but it's going to take time. And maybe we're starting to see that. It will take time. And maybe next year, this pressure is going to continue to build. I have to say the thing that that is remarkable to me, the amount of Wall Street notes we got this morning, because usually they tend to sort of ignore, ignore regulation. I think this was a big yeah. surprise. And really, this is a this is a high margin, high revenue part of the business that that Wall Street was surprised to see now so at risk. I think the the other just big picture uh, irony here is Google losing uh, an antitrust, you know, monopoly case while Apple won one, right? If you sort of like take the 30,000 foot view, Apple is the is the gorilla in the room and Android is sort of the, you know, the I'm just mixing metaphors here, but is the David to, to Apple's <laughs> Goliath, you know, trying to compete, right? Apple is the dominant, uh, more powerful iOS, but Google, because of the way sort of it pitched itself is the one finding itself yeah. in legal trouble. The last thing I'll mention was a point that Luther Lowe brought up in our conversation that we didn't put on air. So I'll just explain it here. He said that he made a, an important distinction between regulation and antitrust enforcement. And it's really, this brings up the idea that we're not going to see necessarily um, regulation increase, but maybe we're going to see the FTC and the DOJ get more of these enforcement wins. So certainly something to look to in the coming weeks and the year ahead. And we'll be right back here tomorrow talking about the next biggest story. I wonder what that could be. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.